So actually when we took Kashmir in back in 1851, this was actually James Johnson pioneering the weaving of Kashmir in Scotland at that time. And we kind of take these things for granted, but actually today we are absolutely a world-class manufacturer and we're based in these very rural areas of Scotland almost. And it's something that we are very proud of. We kind of take it for granted every day, but we love it when people come to our mills and they look around and they are blown away by what they see. They cannot believe that, you know, this raw fibre is transformed through these incredibly complex procedures and we end up with the finest products um, on the planet. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses, hotels, shops and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and people mentioned. And if you're doing up your own home, hopefully you'll pick up some tips for yourself. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Jenny Urquhart of Johnston's of Elgin, a textile manufacturer that was founded in 1797. And Jenny is the great-granddaughter of former Johnston's of Elgin owner, Eddie Harrison. Jenny, welcome. That's quite, uh, it's quite a story. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you became involved and how your family became involved in this amazing business. Thank you, Carol. Yeah, it is, you know, when you think about it like that, 222 years, it's, it is, it's, it's important that we do stop and reflect on that. And, but yeah, it was founded, the business was founded in 1797 by Alexander Johnston. He was just 22 at the time. And he was, he had textiles in his blood. His mother was a spinner um, over in Aberdeenshire, which is only, well, now driving, it's about an hour and a half away from Elgin. Um, but he moved to Elgin because of the proximity of the local workforce. Um, the river to power the mill originally and then also we're quite coastal up in Elgin um, we're just about six miles away from the sea so the the fibres from the sheep up in the north coast of Scotland would come down on these coaster boats to Elgin or to Lossiemouth and then he would process them so started off very much practical functional products woolen products everything was made from wool um, for the first 40 years or so um, until his son Alexander, um, son James joined the business and he was the real experimenter. He experimented with exotic fibres like guanaco, camel hair, vicuna, which is something we still work with. Vicuna is the finest fibre known to man, um, to those in the nose especially. And then cashmere of huge importance in 1851. So 1851 was a real turning point for us as well. That's when we took cashmere into the business. And that was really for commercial reasons. James wanted to um, add some more margin to what was going on in the business. He was struggling a bit with the wool. He wanted something finer and he was um, trying to trade up really. And so he took Kashmir in and it was also the year when we won our first award. So we were this tiny little business up in Elgin and the trains had opened at that point and connected us directly with London. So James and his family went on the train with some of these vicuna shawls and that's where we won our first award at the great exhibition in 1851 so that must have been an incredible moment for <laughs> absolutely extraordinary and then um when did your great-grandfather become involved so that was in fact um in 1904 so he was a trained and very talented textile designer um from edinburgh and the borders area 
um, too. So he moved up and joined as a junior partner in 1904 and worked with the Johnston family for 16 years. Sadly, the last generation of the Johnston family was killed in the war, the First World War, and there was no um, immediate successor there for the Johnston family. Um, and they'd, they'd become quite a large group by that point as well. They'd um, moved around the world. And so um, Eddie Harrison, my great-grandfather, um, became the owner in 1920. They passed it on to him. And then now four generations, it's still with our family. And we still have this very much this long-term focus. So we're not really owners as such. And I don't think Eddie probably ever felt like an owner either. We're very much the custodians. And we just have to, you know, do what we can in each of our generations to make it stronger and better for the future. And it's a company that has some really strong ties within its community. What's your workforce like? How far afield do they come from around the mill? Well, we've got two mills in Scotland. And actually, that's probably my biggest responsibility um, in my role as chairman is this responsibility for the local communities. We're in semi-rural locations in Elgin in the northeast of Scotland and um, in the borders as well in Hoyk. So we have about 700 people in Elgin and about 300 people in Hoyk. In Elgin we focus on all the woven manufacturing so that's where our blankets and throws and cloth um, is all made and then in Hoyk this is the home of Scottish knitwear so this is where all our clothing is made, the jumpers, the cardigans and all the knitted accessories and really that's the big thing you know without our Johnson's of Elgin being in, in both of these locations, it would have a huge knock-on you know, consequence for the local community. So the employment is the big thing. And for us, it's succession planning. My background was in, in HR. And so the training and development side for me is, is hugely important. That has been for generations before too. That's why we're here now. We've got the skills in place. Um, we don't have a ready talent pool of textile experts in the country at all, actually in the whole of the UK. So it's really important that we train our own. So we became a, a nationally accredited um, qualifications um, centre a few years ago. So we can now deliver our own modern apprenticeship programme um, to young people and actually just new people of all ages coming into textiles. Because it's very difficult to just find a weaver, you know, put an advert in the local <laughs> paper for a weaver. So they just don't exist. We have to train our own and um, it, it really it gives very meaningful employment in these areas as well in our communities yet something that we just keep on having to work at so you create and design not only for fashion wear but for home wear as well I mean beautiful beautiful fabrics for use for upholstery and curtains and things but you also make for some other quite big name brands as well don't you we do, and I think that's a, it's a very unique proposition we have at Johnston's. One, that we're fully vertical, so that means that we, we buy the raw fibre and process it all the way through in our own mills to the finished product, um, but also because of the, the breadth of product that we have. So we have our knitwear and our clothing, which we're probably better known for, but actually it's the home products. that That's where we started 222 years ago. We started with blankets for local estates and actually for our local hospital up in Elgin too. Um, that's how we started with home and interiors and now it's an area where you know there's it, it's grown so much and we've got so much newness coming out all the time. It's a really exciting area um, for us in home but I think for some of these other brands they see us as a kind of a one-stop shop for 
everything really all you know if they're looking for natural authentic um product then they will come to johnson's Melgan and we've almost become um the name behind the names to those in the know you could say yeah and so and so you know if you're going maybe to buy your uh a, a lovely piece of french couture and you buy a handbag you know it may well be a johnston's velgin fabric inside inside that handbag which is quite extraordinary really <laughs> it is and you know that's the the magic we love that and also inside gloves and you know you love these beautiful leather gloves but they're lined in cashmere and made by by St. Johnson's and as a child I can remember my parents taking me to Paris once and we, we were walking around and we'd stop and look in shop windows we'd never go into the shops I don't think it was very appropriate for us young children to be going in um, with our shorts and t-shirts on so we would look in the window and um, my mother would identify which products were Johnston's and you could tell by the fringing on the scarves and things like that even <laughs> now with blankets you can tell you can walk into a shop and even though it's, it's their own brand you know that it's a Johnston's just by looking at the the cashmere ripple finish and the, the fringing, um, which we recognise straight away. And um, I know you work, um, you have a strong relationship with Burberry. Are we allowed to mention that? Yes, you know, actually it's really wonderful. Um, we This summer actually we celebrated 120 years with Burberry and we have some really incredible customers our, our list is is really wonderful and you know uh, you know when we go through tricky patches like now you know with coronavirus crisis it's wonderful how supportive all our customers are and you know they really want you know us to do well um as well as them to do well and we have these tremendous partnerships you could see um, with so many of our customers we're extremely fortunate to have these customers and their support especially you know through times like this so if you're designing and making for both fashion and interiors, are they very different products or do they influence each other? They certainly do influence each other. I think there's a lot of cross-pollination. So in our design team that works on home, they, they sit in the same area um, as the team that work in the accessories collection and also the clothing collection. So there's definitely a lot of cross-pollination there for ideas, for trends, colours, and that's actually how I suppose originally the, the home collection started off the whole story of Johnson's Velgen. But more recently, we've brought home back in within the last 10 years because there was this demand for people using apparel fabric to cover ottomans and sofas and things. And so we thought, you know what, there's actually a real opportunity here. People are, are becoming much more conscious about what they're using in their homes as well as what they're wearing. And, you know, this is a, a wholly authentic range that we're offering made from natural fibers and it makes perfect sense you know to have british manufactured interiors yeah. in their homes and lovely to be uh, i mean i know you sell online but also to be in very english stores like liberty it kind of you know there's a nice synergy that that's where you can see the fabric books and things and what about working with interior designers because i know that you know david collins studio and nina Campbell and stuff that are are some of your customers and you've you're in places like the glen eagles hotel um and all sorts of super smart places all over the world do you work directly with the interior designers we do and you know that's something that's just increasing all the time it's quite exciting actually i think people are really understanding the versatility of using these natural fibers and yeah this ranges from everything from private residential to boutique hotels it really is the high end and it's it's um, exciting you know what comes through every week and we have our updates every so often and it's amazing really to see the names that are coming through we've been featured obviously in the country and townhouse's finest 50 and um, with many of the uk designers 
um, on that list buying directly from us. Um, I remember, I think it'll be a few years back now, but we did a, a joint label with Nina Campbell. That was very exciting. Um, and then we're now talking with Ben Pentry and um, Sophie Patterson. And VSP Interiors used us for a very exciting project, quite local to us, um, at one of the estates nearby um, Elgin, which is really exciting. And, you know, we just love seeing these photographs. And it's not always appropriate to go and visit these places, the, the private residential ones in person. Um, but when we see the photographs, you know, it's, it makes us so proud. And actually, you know, we love sharing these with the, the craftsmen and women who work in the mills because that's what it's all about. You know, we employ almost a thousand people and those are the people who are making these beautiful, beautiful products. Um, and it does fill them with joy when they see the end product in the end use. I wanted to ask about sustainability because I know, you know, your quality is obviously, you know, goes without saying, but how does the mill work on a sustainability level and how is that going to be moving forward? It's such a key word at the moment. It is a key word and it encapsulates many different aspects of what we do. So it's something that is hugely important to us. Just the fact that we're only using natural fibres in itself, that means that they're renewable, they're 100% biodegradable in itself. Just the nature of what we're using as a raw material is sustainable in itself. From a quality point of view as well, we have full control of that through the dyeing of the, the fibres all the way through to the washing of them, etc. So we have that. We're also working at the very early stages in the sourcing. So all our merino, which is used in a lot of our, our home interiors, comes from Australia and we've got good relationships with, with the suppliers from, from Australia. And then we're doing a lot now with um, the, on the cashmere side of things. About five years ago now, we were founding partners of the Sustainable Fibre Alliance. And that's really looking about the traceable traceability um, and working closer with the herders um, in Mongolia in particular. And we're also accredited now to use the responsible wool standard fibre. And these aspects are so, so important to us because it's very important to the customer. So the more transparent we can be on that side of things, the better. Plus, um, it's important that we have some substance behind this as well. So we have ISO, International Standard Accreditation, for quality, environmental management and health and safety as well. So we have these accreditations as well, which is really supports what we do. And I think working with some of these huge labels as well, you know, they really push us to the boundaries and make sure that we're continuously improving everything we do it's so interesting because you're you're you know you're obviously so it's a family business that's so steeped in history and yet you've got to stay at the really stay at the forefront of technology and design um kind of pushing always always pushing the boundaries on all levels really absolutely and i think that's been the case from the beginning so actually when we took cashmere in back in 1851 this was actually James Johnson pioneering the weaving of cashmere in Scotland at that time. And we kind of take these things for granted, but actually today we are absolutely a world-class manufacturer and we're based in these very rural areas of Scotland almost. And it's something that we are very proud of. We kind of take it for granted every day, but we love it when people come to our mills and they look around and they are blown away by what they see. They cannot believe that you know, this raw fibre is transformed through these incredibly complex procedures and we end up with the finest products um, on the planet, really, 
that are totally natural, which is, is such an important fact of it. What are the actual benefits of using a natural fibre in the home? They're endless, to be honest, Carol. They really are. You know, they're naturals, they're renewable, wrinkle resistant. Um, they naturally retain their, their shape, which makes it perfect for upholstery and draping. It handles beautifully, it has this beautiful drape. Um, they're stain and bacteria resistant. There is this natural protective layer, which is inherent to merino wool, and that really prevents stains from being easily absorbed. And there's a natural resistance to bacteria and reduces odours, which is very important. And when you're wearing it or um, you have it in your, your home, it's also hypoallergenic, so repelling mould and mildew. And it's versatility, you know, you really can use this anywhere. And it's cool, it keeps you cool in the winter and warm in the winter. So it really is all year round. If you go natural, then it's something for all year round. You don't have to think about it too much. I can vouch for that because I have one of your beautiful throws on the bottom of my bed, but I quite often just use it to sit with it around my shoulders if I'm outside or something. It's, it's, they really are beautiful. Take us back to the actual process of when the wool actually comes into the mill. Because there's about 30 different processes it goes through. Tell us a little bit about some of those. Yeah, so it starts off in our wool store and then it is taken through to the dye house and it's dyed and there's three different methods of dyeing and that can be um, big batch dyeing in these big dye vats that you might be familiar with when you think of textile manufacturing um, or we can use the hank dyeing um, or we can actually dye the, the cones of yarn once they're already spun as well so it's very versatile and it means that we can service very small orders as well if you just want 30 throws for example um, for a boutique um, or then obviously we can manufacture and far greater scale as well the dye vats and then we have our blending so if you want some colours mixed then that would be the next stage and then on to the spinning and the twisting and the weaving which is incredible it's, um, it's something you certainly have to see um, the weaving very noisy though so we never really talk very much in that department we just we walk through it and then the fringes along the end, some people call them the fringe, we call them the fringe. Um, that's in the purling department, so that's where it's purled. There's a whole, to be honest, there's this whole um, dictionary of textile terminology we could probably use. It's so much easier to see it um, in person. And then we finish the product, and that's using the same soft island water as we use for the finest whiskies up here in Speyside as well. So that definitely adds to the finish. Um, and so it's washed and then they're pressed and then quite often it's they're hand cut individually and that's either by one person or a team of two um, and there's a lot of um, perfection there and then we sew the labels on and then we send them to our wonderful customers. And there's um, there's a monogramming service as well. We do and that's one thing you know I suppose a key thing for us is the continuous investment so you know there's because we've invested for generations and generations we have this world-class manufacturing um, hub as such. And we've recently invested in new jacquard technology. So the jacquard technology allows us to weave in any monogramming you want. So that, that's been something that we've still invested in through the recent months. We've just taken in another new jacquard loom. And that really sets us apart possibly from some of the, the competition um, here in Britain, but overseas as well. So that capability is key um, for us, definitely, in the constant 
investment um, in the weaving side of things. And Jenny, have you got a favourite product or a favourite fabric? Yes, lots. And you know, there's <laughs> newness coming out all the time. It's so difficult to say. Um, but certainly, I think the Tivoli range in our interiors, definitely. So um, that's made from merino wool and it's a melange sateen fabric. Um, there's 40 different colours, so there's something for every room. And I think my favourites would probably be the Kingfisher and the Coral um, at the moment, definitely. Um, and then obviously we have newness coming out all the time. And it is just when you think that we've got the most exciting stage, there's more coming. So we have another range called Tempo coming out in September, which is wool jacquard as well. And that's, um, that's pretty exciting. And again, and it's because of this investment in the technology, it's our wonderful, wonderful designers um, who, I don't know where they have the, these ideas come from, but they do. And I think the fact that they can go downstairs to the looms and work so closely with the actual, the craftsmen and women working there, we get the most incredible finish on the wovens. I'm sure it's very hard work, but you, there's such a romantic quality about the story and about just the fact that you're making something so beautiful and it, I don't know, you, I'm sure you can kind of get drawn in and, and it's hard not to fall in love with something as beautiful as a pure wool blanket or something like that. It's just, it, there's such a kind of homeliness about it. And um, it's just so exciting to know about, you know, from this kind of one place in Scotland where you, you touch all corners of the world. It is, and it makes us really proud, but it, 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 we're making products that should last and they, they are designed to last for generations and they should be handed down. And it's a lot of work goes into them and we really do find the customers appreciate that. They really do. And they want to invest in a piece, just like we invest in all the, the technology and the skills behind making these and buying the very finest raw materials. Um, it's wonderful to see, you know, people, especially now in social media, um, show these on their own pages and share them. And it just makes you think, yeah, these are, you know, they're appreciated, all the, the, the work that goes into them, they're appreciated so much by the customers and they're willing to make that you know, investment because they want to have you know, what we're making for the very long term. They want to keep that for their own families. To pass on, well, here, here. Well, I will be hanging onto my throat for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, probably, add, probably adding to the collection as well, I have to say. <laughs> It's great. And it's the, the silver and white and the cashmere reversible is one of my favourite products too. Because there's so little dye, it's almost undyed, you know, this product. So the less dye that goes in, the softer it's going to be. It's the same as when we colour our hair or things like that. You know, it's going to be softer the less um, dye that goes into it. But this silver and white reversible cashmere is definitely a, a favourite of my own. And it's timeless. It's classic. It's going to stay there for for a long, long time. You just have to keep it away from the dog. That's the only thing. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Jenny, thanks so much. It's really lovely to hear, hear the story and to chat to you today. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much, Carol. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.
If you want to hear more about the world of design and decoration, sign up to our newsletter at countryandtownhouse.co.uk. And for more podcasts, listen to Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf with their What's On Culture podcast. <laughs>